This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this podcast. Oh. This fabulous man, my head is full of like seventeen things right now. Ooh. This Ooh. podcast, Ooh. this one right here. Yes, this one, not the other one. <laughs> Do you not remember a, which one that is? Not, not this, that other it's one. This one. It's this, this one. one. Uh huh. This one. Yeah, it's could this one right now. Name this one with I your t- mouth words. I could, uh, but are you just are you trying to say you don't know it? Why don't you tell me the name of it and I'll tell you if you're right. Uh, it's the giant, no, it's the, it's the, the, the next lander beast. Uh-huh. No. Okay. Uh-huh. Hang on. The next uh-huh. lander, but it bought, never been Yep. You got it. All yep. right. Okay. You're watch casting this ramble on the next lander podcast. I think we might do too many podcasts. Nope, never enough. I Brad hate Shoemaker. to bring this up you now, but I just, I'm wondering maybe. <laughs> there are definitely some weeks where it's like, well, we have, we have five to six podcasts. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Do we do too many podcasts? <laughs> 
Never no, because enough. the answer to that, if you put that to the people, they'd be like, well, what if you did 10 more podcasts? I, you know, I've been thinking for most of the existence of this company, we should probably run a survey at some point. Yeah, I'll get, we'll get a cool survey. You could win an iPad. It's, uh, fill out this, they still offer iPads for surveys or people mm. just, you know, people don't, companies don't care anymore. They just want you to do a survey no matter what you do. You buy mm-hmm. something, you buy something and there you'll get an email that's like, Hey, you want to give us some feedback on, uh, on how that purchase went? It's like, I really don't. I really do not. I stick me off your mailing list. Once in a while, if the customer service experience is that exemplary, I will jump in there and be like, yes, this person was awesome. Okay. Because I, I, I could be wrong. Maybe some CS people can let us know. I think I think at least in some cases, that's not a just general, was this good? I think it ties back to the actual employee you spoke to? Yes, that, it does. Is that right? Okay. Well, it depends on the company, but I've definitely been to like retail experiences where like, hey, you know, uh, if you fill out this very brief survey for me, that would be great. And like their employee number or name or something is on it. So. Oh, yeah, I've had that. Um, Man, when I spent two months trying to fix my broken prescription insurance last year and mm-hmm. then got shunted to another company uh, and the lady there fixed it for me in about 15 minutes. Okay, that's... Bet your ass I went out of my way to find yes. how to give her amazing feedback. Our customer service uh, our customer service feedback surveys, the, like, <laughs> customer service digital online version of tipping? Is it like no? You I'm should a, still do the tipping part, also, I'll, if you can. Well, I can't. You can't tip. You can't tip an online it. person. I know. I'm just saying, online person. Also, also, I think there was a there was a story about this. Of course, there was because this is this is the t- type of thing you'll see uh, in the mainstream media because this floats around every six months about those um, point of sale tipping things, uh, and people just getting real real upset about the. Uh, Somebody said they had a, uh, would you like to tip 15% what? on a self-checkout what are, <laughs> counter? What are you, what are you doing, point, man? Never start a conversation about tipping. Well, tipping's great. That's, I know, but that's just a, that's a little bit of a forums inside joke. Let's say. Oh, oh, oh. I've just been on multiple forums where every time somebody brings up tipping, everybody's just like, what are you doing? That's politics, like politics and religion. Tipping. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. like pressing the red button that says meltdown on it. Like that's just uh-huh. your, what you're you're asking for. Like just a complete nightmare of a conversation. I'm just looking for the clicks. I'm yeah. trying to uh, I'm trying to gin up the clicks. Uh, tips for clicks. Clicks for tips. Tip I got people, tip not you. computers. That's my stance. I love it. Okay. Okay. I Wait, love how it. Do you, how do you tip computers? Well, I mean, you was talking about the self checkout. What's the self checkout doing? That's just a damn computer. That's it. I was. Don't I was. I was picturing you running around like tipping a bunch of tower cases over. Uh huh. That's more me. A, more of a cow tipping kind of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Round up for cow tipping. Hey, speaking of uh, broken prescription stuff, if I can just rant here for a second. Sure. The rant uh, So I take ADHD meds. I've probably mentioned this on other things before. Uh, specifically, I take Concerta, but there's you know there's a variety of ADHD meds out there. They broke. ADHD medications in the world, in especially in America, uh, and I don't know what's going on. Uh, there was some talk about the Biden administration, like trying to make it so that, like federally, you have to go see your your psychiatrist mm, or doctor yes. every thirty days. But also, apparently, there is some kind of DEA inspired limitation on production that is going on right now. So, like, I had my prescription filled like three weeks ago, and they still haven't gotten it to me because it's been on back order. Whoa. Interesting. And I just want to say for the record, uh, for anyone out there listening, this is fucked. 
<laughs> and I hate it, and I'm mad, and just in it, let's just say in the next two weeks or so, if my brain starts uh, falling out of my skull, uh-huh. uh, and it seems like I can't complete a sentence properly, uh-huh. it might be because I ran out of medication. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, we'll be on uh, brain brain falling out of head watch. I'm pretty good about uh, hoarding the stuff when I can. <laughs> I specifically do not take it on weekends, so I have like extra mm. around, you know, in case like I do have to go a little bit longer before filling my prescription. But it's one of those you can't get in more than 30 days dose. Like you cannot get uh, additional beyond that at a time. And so at some point I'm going to run out and boy, I sure would love it if that did not happen. Never a dull moment with the old healthcare system around here. Is that one you can get um, somewhere else? Like uh, uh, the Canadian? No, as far as I know, Canada is having the exact same problem we are as far as like getting stuff. So not explicitly related, but Mm -hmm. a similar back order uh, vitamin story. My kids, my kids like uh, in, in Jersey, if you're in Jersey, this makes sense. But um, the their fluoride supplement stuff because there's no fluoride in the water here. Uh, fluoride supplement stuff also back ordered in a weird way where that that prescription. So we were able to get it like it, there was a multivitamin they had. But um, is it because to too many it. kids were huffing fluoride? That's probably what it was. DA's so, got to put a stop to that shit. Maybe yeah. it's is a time for the old family swish and spit. Uh huh. Get that fluoride swish and spit. Do, Go. Do they, can you buy that? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Do they still do that in schools? The 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 problem with the um did you did you guys even have that well, I think I feel like we had that when the dentist came in like they, they would come in for a special thing but not like an everyday thing oh god well not every day but we had it I don't, I don't know a couple times a year I guess maybe so they just they just handed out little cups of this mouthwash looking stuff uh, in just, third grade yeah like all right you guys can swish this for like what is it it's like ninety seconds or whatever yeah some r- real like one floor over the cuckoo just, like just, nurse ratchet come in with your little cup just uh, everybody. fucking big enamel <laughs> big brother this, in there saying government government mandated teeth protection it doesn't even do anything man they're just taking your DNA off the cups that's okay right. that's how they put your DNA in on file uh. It's, um, my kids are getting just close enough, I think, where they've still got a couple more teeth coming in, but they'll be done with that because it's, it's for the teeth under the gum line, the mm-hmm. ones that, uh, the ones that, the, the, um, toothpaste and whatever thing you're doing, I don't know, it's fluoride in the water. That's, Ma- is, that, is that also on the forums? Don't talk about tipping, uh, religion, politics, or fluoride? Definitely. Fluoride <laughs> yeah. is definitely on there. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It is now. Uh, pray, pray, pray to whatever it is you pray to that your children never have to acquire ADHD meds. It's a pain in the fucking ass. Apparently, I mean, we've got a lot of family friends that uh, their their kids are on on different sorts of meds. I should ask if they. I need my uh, legalized meth, okay? <laughs> if they are also having uh, uh, supply issues, I have heard rumblings about different, not ADHD in particular, other other kinds of supplies though. Yeah, um, stuff going around. It's a bummer, Can't man. For I'm my sorry. brain to stop working. I'm. I do. You, um. And you said you can't buy thirty days more than thirty days in advance. Yeah, that's the thing. It's legally you're not allowed to. It's a controlled substance, baby. Huh. Huh. <sighs> Just had to get that off my chest somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, uh, a lot of stuff floating around out there. Mm-hmm. Not in the in the brain averse. It's also like. Taxes are coming uh-huh. down. Mm-hmm. We got the the 
there's the business tax and personal taxes coming. My NAS decides not to pick up my raid control card, so that's that's turned off right now. And that's all I could think about is getting that thing just back up online. Well, as we all know, that is the prevailing issue uh, infecting the minds of Americans everywhere now. Mm. Is your NAS not doing what it's supposed to? Nasty. Nasty. Also, num- number two, NAS to be clear, right? Uh, well, that's no. That's, well, there's a backup. That's the, the, it's my main NAS that's down. Oh, oh okay. My my, my oh, backup number is one. Okay. Number one, my number one took a number two, uh, and Boom. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, got my uh, my son's birthday coming up, so which means there's like seven different parties. You got the family party, the friends party, the actual birthday day party, a bunch of that stuff. He wants a Sherlock Holmes trench coat, which oh my. I don't, <laughs> and, and a hat and a bubble pipe. Which Hang on, what what defines a Sherlock Holmes? trench coat specifically I'm not 100 percent sure i have to do some more research i mean it's I, kind of like a uh is it like a plaid thing it's like a i feel like it's like a thick plaid like, like a like a, like a uh like a like a tweedy oh, like a tweedish oh is he talking about like the benedict cumberbatch sherlock holmes specifically i hope not I, i'm not sure i mean I, listen, I like that show because that that character does appear to have a signature coat um I think you know he's got the like the, he wants that hat. He wants that hat and a pipe. He wants that hat and a bubble pipe. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. At some point, you run out of stuff to get kids. Like, sure, okay, fine. What do you get the kid that has everything? A Sherlock Holmes bubble pipe, mm-hmm. so he can investigate crimes, crimes like <laughs> fashion is, crimes wait, of walking your, around. In a is, Sherlock you, is, Holmes hat. is your son getting into a murder most foul? I don't. I don't even know where this came. from, I think from, he wants honestly. to stop murder most foul. If anything, well, I don't know. If, yeah, maybe. Sherlock Holmes kind of picked up where the murderer left off a lot of times. You kind of needed one to get the ball rolling, so maybe yeah. stop the next crime. Uh, we got him. Uh, we're getting for his birthday party because we're we're excellent parents. Parents is uh, we're uh, uh, doing uh, improv. We we uh, the an improv group is coming to teach an improv lesson to uh, like twenty kids. That's a house. Oh, we we have a space that we're, we're going to do it. Um, intro, you can't never too uh, never too young to take them to improv. Introduce the kids to improv. I can't wait to see. Actually, how that that's all not goes. true at all. I there can't is, in wait. Fact, a, there is an age cutoff where you should not be introducing your children to to improv. The highest form of comedy. I can't wait to see how this all goes. It's going to be fantastic. that age thirty five. <laughs> uh next next birthday maybe we'll everybody does a one-man show let's mm-hmm. uh let's really just get the the ball rolling here uh folks you're listening to the next lander podcast in case you missed it at the top here we're going to talk about a bunch of games including wwe 2k 23 the dark picture switchback vr life of delta spin rhythm xd maybe a little resident evil 4 uh, anything else you guys want to get to before we jump into the games no i've aired my grievances Great, great. Yes, I'm going to try and put all of that stuff aside now mm-hmm. as we get deep into the video games here, starting with WWE, WWE 2K23. Now, I, I was going to go to King, they made another one of these. I was going to go to Alex. Alex, I was going to go to you and say, tell me about this wrestling game, but uh, maybe I should go to Brad Shoemaker, up a, aspiring New wrestling, wrestling expert. expert. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope, not yet. Not yeah, until not I, yet. When I finish that documentary series, then I'll get back to you. 
So how many episodes uh, in are you at this uh, point? Just the first one. Okay. So far. The the first one, I think, is actually the worst one. The, really? So, yeah. So you've been watching Tales from the Territories on uh-huh. a friend's uh, uh, Plex server. And yes. I think that some of the ones that come after that first one are, are much more interesting. Oh, well, I thought the first one was quite good. So that's good to hear. Now I know, as I said right before we started this, now I know who Jerry the King Lawler is. Yeah, but you don't know who Jerry the King <laughs> Lawler is is the problem. Does, um, does anybody know who Jerry the King Lawler is? Well, so that show spun off of a thing that Vice was doing beforehand called uh, Dark Side of the Ring, which was not uh, specific to the territories. It was kind of all things wrestling, and that thing was salacious uh and so much so that i think at some point wwe was like threatening to sue them over certain episodes um but Ah, so so they i see so then they went back to an era where all the organizations are defunct and they can't be sued but they are also doing a fourth season of dark side of the ring at some point so um possibly maybe because vince mcmahon is back i don't know but yeah, uh, re- Brad, you're now a wrestling expert. Congratulations. Are, are you interested in this stuff, or my, was this my, just like I, a weird curiosity? I, I remain uninterested in, in watching actual wrestling. I just find the behind-the-scenes fascinating. And mm. that's the thing, is that a lot of what makes wrestling appealing is the insane behind-the-scenes stuff, so that does sure. make sense. Sure. I well, Maybe we'll get into it more when I've seen more of it, but just okay. like, dude, the realities of that life back then... And even even the sports and the being a fan of it and the like the traveling roadshow quality to it. I mean, I know mm-hmm. it still travels around now, but like they were hitting the same what five cities every week. It sounds like at least in that territory. In yeah, Memphis that's the thing. Area. It was just like, hey, if you lived in what were the, I can't remember what the other cities were they were doing, but like if you lived in one of those cities, just like every week you would go back to that same auditorium and see the same wrestlers coming through, and it was like a small regional thing, and like Damn also there was. Like, Shocking amount of blood. <laughs> okay, so you know how like uh, they had to re- unite the warring kingdoms in China, mm-hmm. and eventually mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of how it all. Came. Okay, so that's kind of what Vince McMahon is like—the totalitarian oh government God. that wanted he's to the- unite all the warring factions. He's, he's but he didn't so much warlord. Well, he didn't so much unite the factions as steal all the other factions' best talent. I see. Yeah. Okay. Warriors, man. Yeah. It's the, yeah, they're ultimate like, warriors. Mm-hmm. There's. There is a certain romanticizing in this of like how gritty and grassroots and raw all that stuff was. Raw. 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 Raw is war. (laughs) Raw is warrior. There we go. I don't don't know how sincere. Well, I don't know how sincere they are when they say like, hey, we were doing it for real back then. It wasn't like we were really getting hurt. But again, there is quite a bit of blood in that thing. Yeah, I mean, without getting off on too much of a side tangent here, I will say that, like, in the older days, like, especially, like, the 70s and 80s, like, yes, it was all still worked. It was all still, you know, choreographed and and matches were planned and all that kind of stuff. But there was definitely a, I'm just get, like, a real mentality of, well, I'm just going to beat the living shit out of you as much as I can without actually super injuring you. Yeah, 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 I didn't mean, like, the plotting of the outcomes as much, but more just, like, kind of how they were taking the hits. Yeah. Seems like they were leaning into it a lot harder. And the Japanese style, that especially developed in the 90s, like, is super rooted in, like, working as snug as humanly possible. And also dropping people on their heads. Okay. Well, the yeah. next episode is the, is the Andy Kaufman episode, so. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. So what's the name of the one you're watching, Brad? Tales from the Territories. And the other one was called Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, it's the same production company that does both. Is They're there a pun, pun I'm missing with Dark Side of the Ring? 
I don't think I okay. know it, it literally <laughs> okay. is just no, these are all the most fucked up stories from wrestling. Okay. That's kind of okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But we're not here to talk just about the general wrestling out there. We're here to talk about the state of the WWE video game in 2023. We're here to talk about the wrestling I watched the least. Uh-huh. Which is uh, WWE wrestling. Uh, so wh- I guess there is a bit of a, a run up to this because they took off last year. No, last it? year was one when, when they came back. Oh, uh, when they came 2K22 back. 2K22 okay. came out in March last year after being delayed, delayed. significantly. Uh, and there was a like a, a significant gap between the, the ones prior to that. But so last year was their return. This is them following up on that. And so you've tried some of this at WWE 2K23? Yeah, I've thrown some hours into it. Um I so my feeling on last year's game was they were starting to tie up some of the things in that game that felt very loose and bad. Okay. Uh but had not gotten all the way there yet. I still don't think they've gotten all the way there yet, but this feels like the most playable version of that game that I've played in I'm going to say the last several years. Okay, that's a good thing. It is a good thing. It's still glitchy in places. It still doesn't have the best gameplay flow uh, of of all wrestling games, but it feels like they have gotten back to the root of sort of what made those 2K games fun Hmm. in, like, the last generation, at least as far as, like, the pace of the gameplay and how it all fits together. Um... I don't have too much to ask here because I don't really know what makes a good wrestling game from a bad wrestling game, aside from not a lot of bugs in them, and I know some of them have that had helps. some bugs. But is um but what's the state of the pedigree of development on these games? So it's all in house at two K now. Um okay. since Ukes moved off uh and now they are doing the AEW game, which will come out in about uh, thirteen years. Um <laughs> I have no idea when the hell that game is going to come out. They've they've been they've been saying coming soon for what feels like uh, the last four years now. So I don't know. Oh, also, given the state of past wrestling games, do people have high hopes for it? It's like I mean, Ukes was involved for all those years that people thought the games were not good, right? Yeah, I don't know. So uh, there's there's been some trepidation around that, though. I will say my feeling is Ukes deserved a chance to do something free of all the cruft that had built up around the game they had been developing for literal decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to see what they can do kind of free of those restrictions and able to kind of do their own thing. And they are striving for something with that game that is a little closer to the style of gameplay of those N64 wrestlers. So this is developed in-house as was the last one? Yeah, the the last two have been done in-house at Visual Concepts exclusively. Whereas before they were do- they were overseeing production and they were doing a lot of like the art and like character scanning stuff because they have all that, you know, in-house camera technology for NBA. Okay. Uh but, but they were like a lot of the gameplay development was still being done by Ukes. Gotcha. Okay. And so you f- do you feel like you feel like um what I'm getting from you is maybe they're finding their footing here with WWE 2K23 more so than the last one. The problem I've always had with the 2K era of these, especially in, in recent years, is that it has always felt like 2K is doing this game because they have to, not because they think wrestling games are fun. Is that opposed to like the THQ era? I mean, the THQ era definitely got to that point as well, though that would, it took years to eventually end up there, whereas 2K seemed to kind of embrace the paycheck nature of this whole thing <laughs> pretty early on. But I feel like this year's game, there's and it, it's maybe been trending in this direction. It feels like they're kind of, they had, like you said, they found their footing a little bit. Like 
the the overall package feels like it's a little bit more together than it has been recently. And I think, you know, the 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 other thing that makes a wrestling game, uh, you know, fun is how much bullshit did they jam into this? And mm. by bullshit, I mean, like, how many features, how many modes, like, how much, how many different ways can you play with your dumb wrestling action figures? Um, and I think they have a good collection here. Like, they're kind of just building on the same modes they had last year, but I think they're do- they're doing a slightly better job this year. Um the showcase mode is never my favorite thing. That is the one where they kind of take you on some sort of like his, you know, magical mystery tour of some historical aspect of WWE. This year, it's about John Cena, which is the least interesting thing in the world to me. But I will say there is a fun twist on it, which it seems to be that just in just about all the showcase matches, you are playing as someone that is beating John Cena. Interesting. Huh. It is like a weird collection of his biggest losses, which I was think he, is kind of funny. Was he ever a heel? He okay early on. When he was the doctor of thugonomics what? in his, his hip-hop phase, uh-huh. he was kind of more of a shit heel then, mm. but once he kind of moved into being the face version of that character and then started moving into, like, I'm John Cena and I love the military, he kind of stopped ever being a heel. Even when people were booing him, he never played it like a heel. I'll like, tell you this. I don't really know the doctor of thugonomics. I don't really know. You remember him in the big jorts with the I, lock around his neck I, and shit. I don't remember the lock. I remember the jorts. And I, I obviously I know that you can't see what I'm doing right now or don't see me. Yeah, you that's can't it. See the, you can't see this. Yes. You that famous phrase of John Cena. You uh, can't see what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, but I will say I have seen whether I'm supposed to have seen or there's a great PR campaign, he seems to do a lot with kids and, and be pretty. Yeah. No, he's he's, and- he's like Russell Wilson. Like he is a make a wish machine, you know, and what, how much of that you want to tie to personal branding versus his own personal desires. I don't know. I think John Cena is a relatively genuine person, if slightly vapid yeah. <laughs> um, as a character and as a, a, a media personality. So, so, I, so I was gonna say my John Cena, my John Cena kind of. Uh, uh, there are probably three buckets. Very limited on the wrestling side. Yes, the mm-hmm. jorts and the hand waving. You can't see me. You can't see me. Is that what it is? You can't see me. You can't see me. There is the charity stuff, which I've somehow watched a bunch of videos. I don't know why, but I think maybe Dan was like, "You should check out his charity work." And I watched a bunch of videos. I was like these seem genuinely pretty good. Yeah. And then, um, uh, you know, like he'd bust through a wall, and a bunch of kids would explode screaming. I'd <laughs> be mm-hmm. like, "That's pretty good." And then. The probably the most thing I don't know why this one has burned into my mind is him speaking in I don't know if it's Mandarin or Cantonese apologizing to China for yes. something he said. Yes, uh, which is like like stone faced, very serious. Was like this is a such a weird thing. Yeah, I, you know when when WWE is trying to make some inroads into China, uh, they used him very much as like an ambassador for that, and his whole thing is always being the brand ambassador for that company. So he you know, learned Mandarin, which, hey, good on him. That's not an easy language to learn. Um, but so, yeah, the showcase mode is about that. I don't love these modes because they kind of feel like homework you are doing, mostly just to try and unlock stuff in that game. But if you want to play through a bunch of his matches where John Cena gets his ass beat, that's that's a thing you can do. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, there is a, a 2K career mode style thing where you create a character and then you go through a whole narrative of you coming up in WWE and they actually have a split narrative this time. There's like two different stories. You, we can pick one at the beginning and decide which way you want to go with it. And then there's a lot of stuff that, you know, there's like branching paths and like there's a whole hub area where you're like talking to wrestlers backstage and stuff. 
Um, I haven't gotten too deep into that yet, though I will say the setup for the one I'm playing is pretty funny. Uh, you play as a character who is like a blue chipper, like a, a can't-miss prospect, and then they take you backstage and they're like, okay, cool, we're giving you this gimmick that you hate, and you're like, well, what if I was just myself? And then Shawn Michaels is like, we have a pretty good track record of rebranding people and it working out for them, which feels like an in-joke more than okay. anything else. They also was, make an in-joke about don't sneeze around the boss, which I'm just going to say it right now. The weird quirks about Vince McMahon are no longer funny. <laughs> sure. Yes. I'm past the point of thinking, oh, it's funny that nobody can sneeze around him. He's a tyrant and a sexual abuser. Let's stop fucking lionizing this guy, please. I I was going to ask you, like, what is the time frame here with Vince McMahon? Like, do they acknowledge that he is no longer with the company? But he is with the company again. But now, but like at the time of development, he he's in the game. Wasn't. He's in the game. Okay. His character model is playable in the game, and he is okay. higher rated than some of the actual fucking wrestlers in oh, this game. Oh, imagine that. What a weird... I mean... At least one thing you guys can both agree on is like it's probably always been a weird industry. Oh, it's always been a nightmare yeah. to varying degrees, and Vince McMahon is responsible for at least seventy percent of those nightmares. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, it's very jarring to hear people just talk about him in friendly terms. Also, John Cena was just on record like saying, "You know, everyone makes mistakes. I love Vince McMahon," and it's like, "Fucking dude, read the room, man. Come on, come on." Did he, did he say it in Mandarin or English? No, I think he said it in English. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, but I should mention. Others, yeah, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. I was just gonna say I should mention before people comment. I think the thing that John Cena maybe correct me if I'm wrong. The one I remember is him apologizing because something he said about or WWE said about Taiwan or something. I think it was something um, he said offhandedly about yeah, Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, which is just like fucking a. Yeah. Uh, anyway, please continue. Beyond that, they've got the universe mode. They have their GM mode where you're you're running a brand and you can book shows. Uh, they it's it. They also added the War Games match. Whoa, what is that? Uh, War Games is one of the dumbest matches in wrestling history, and I mean that affectionately. Uh, it is two rings surrounded by a cage. <laughs> it is teams of either three or four. Two wrestlers start out in the ring, and then the team that has the advantage gets to add a wrestler every few minutes, and then the other team gets to add one of their wrestlers every few minutes until all the wrestlers are in the ring, and then the match actually starts, and whoever gets the pinfall or victory or whatever at that point wins. How do you get advantage? Uh, I usually there's some kind of stipulation that determines it determines it beforehand. Okay, two rings, two rings. They surround they, two rings with a cage. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do they jump? Are there ropes between the rings, or is there any space? Yeah, the ropes the are rings? all set up the way they normally are. So are there's they just, like a weird gap between them where you're walking <laughs> between the two rings. Oh, are they not, not close enough? You can just leap from the top rope you could, into the other us, ring. Right? You yeah. could. But the thing is, there's like this little narrow walkway where there's two ropes, basically, one one for each ring. That's like where it's smushed together. So it's kind of awkward, <laughs> but kind of amazing. Okay. Is, is there any like uh, game between the two? Like, how do you get eliminated? By losing. Like pin or thrown out? Pin, submission. I Sometimes I think cage escape is an option. <laughs> but again, you can't do any of this until everyone is in the ring. Okay. And how many wrestlers are we talking about at the at the start here? Uh, it starts with two. One what do I mean, like, when, once the match starts? Are we talking like 30? No, 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 no. It's like, a, well, it depends on how many teams you have involved. But generally, it's usually teams of three or four. 
Okay, okay. This isn't like full on Royal Rumble. No, thirty people in a ring. No. Okay, great. What's it called again? War games. War games. It's great. It's Fantastic. an old WCW thing that okay. uh, they started resurrecting in the in the NXT brand a few years ago, and now they're just doing it regularly. Is there the movie maker mode? No, because they still won't put that shit back in, and it bums me out, man. Like, their whole thing is like, no, we're telling the story through the My Rise mode or whatever, and it's like, nah, man, I want yes. ghost problems. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> the problem is, that's not the story anybody wants to hear. I can't make my own dumbass machinima with that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I need yeah. to be able to tell my stupid-ass stories. Um, so it sounds like it sounds like uh, forward forward progress here on the uh, WWE 2K video game front, at least. Yeah. Almost an acceptable product. I mean, I it, right now it feels acceptable. I'm just waiting for someone to dig in and be like, okay, here's all the things that are actually broken, because that's what happened to me with Madden. I was mm. like, oh, yeah, the first few days I was playing, no problems. And then within a week, it's like, oh, yeah, no, literally every mode is breaking on me now. Um, so there's always a chance with this that that's where this will go. So I'd say, you know, keep an eye out, see what people have to say about it. Um, my only real regret with this game is that they are starting to find their footing and make these games better at a time when I've never been less invested in the television product. I could not Uh. possibly care less about what is going on in WWE these days. And I'm only even vaguely aware of what's happening in the main event scene. I have no idea who a lot of these undercard wrestlers even are on this roster, and it's a weird position for me, the guy who consumes too much wrestling, to be in. Who who are the like top five, would you say, that you're aware of as far as who they're pushing as the big stars these days? Uh, Roman Reigns is is has been champion for what feels like a decade now. <laughs> sure. Um, the Usos who are uh, related to him are are very high up in his stable. Um. Cody Rhodes is back in WWE, and he's kind of been pushed as one of the main hero characters. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are pretty big. Uh, There's a handful of other people, some of which you may have heard of. Brock Lesnar is still around doing dumb shit every once in a while, though he may leave at some point. Who knows? Is Roman Reigns different than Razor Ramon? Uh, by by leaps and bounds, yes. <laughs> okay. By okay. several generations, in fact, yes. All right, all right. It's one. Sometimes they change names. There's I, Roman know. Reigns and there's Razor Ramon. They are not Ro- even the same name. Oh, okay, okay. It's not uh, Ramon, Ramon Reigns. Roman. <laughs> okay. Ramon? Okay. Roman. You are absolutely right on calling me out of that, but give me the percentage chance that something like that probably could happen in the WWE. And I'm going to say it's probably 60% possible. Somebody would do something like, Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns did become R- razor Ramon at some point the, uh, for the, a brief the, period. The giant became the big show. You called someone the professor of thugonomics. <laughs> I didn't what? give him that name. That was the name he so had. Don't, don't make eyes eyeballs at me for saying <laughs> Ramon Romain. The only thing that Roman Reigns and Razor Ramon <laughs> have in common is that they have very wet, long hair. That's it. Well, that's just wrestling. Yes, Romain. Romain is my yes. other wrestler. Razor uh, Romain. <laughs> Is the uh, name of this podcast now? Follow up question. Uh-huh. Is, is, uh, is it okay to say Razor uh, uh Razor Rome? Now I've got. I was gonna say Romaine. I've broken uh, you. You've broken me. Is he? Is he on the good list or the naughty list? Uh, I mean, he's as naughty as as just about anyone else from that era of wrestling. Uh, I okay. will say Scott Hall is no longer with us now. Uh, he had a lot of problems, some of which, well, a number of which were self inflicted. 
Uh, I would not call him a good guy, but I will say he was a person who, to some degree, tried to get his shit together late in life. Okay. How about how's Kevin Nash doing? He seems okay, if a little depressed. He's he's had some hard times in recent years, but he, like, physically and, like, as far as his life is concerned, he seems like he's mostly in an okay place. We need a wrestler scale. Who who's who's like the cleanest? Andre the Giant. I know he had a lot of problems, so maybe not. I mean, you know, Andre the Giant's Wholesome, problems were alcoholism, and that's it. Like, I mean, he had health problems, but like he he wasn't abusive. He didn't like, you know, he didn't take his shit out on other people. He just drank too much. People seem to have a lot of kind things to say about Andre the Giant. Yeah, I uh, mean, the number of people that Andre the Giant genuinely hated isn't that long, but Hulk Hogan's how, on it. How about? <laughs> How about how about George the Animal Steel? Far as I know, he was cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Funny, uh, funny how like the big star always seems to like kind of like Shatner, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like the oh, guy Hogan's whoever, a, Hogan is a Shatner esque piece of shit. The guy who is like the big figure is just like it turns out. Oh wait, no, he's not not very well liked. Yeah. And then is it just like Ultimate Warrior on the other end of the scale? Is oh that, yeah, uh, he's pretty far down the acceptable <laughs> okay. scale. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That was maybe my favorite part of that Memphis episode was finding, oh, don't tell me what Randy Savage's real last name is. It's on the tip of my tongue. I'll tell you when you're ready. Uh, does it start with a P? Yes. Poffo? No. Yes. Poffo? Is that, is that right? Randy yes. Poffo? Yeah. Like, like hearing like, oh, the Poffos were a big, a big wrestling family in the Memphis scene. <laughs> and then multiple sons. One of whom was Randy Poffo, and the second I saw young Randy Savage, I was like, holy shit. His brother actually just passed away recently. His mm. brother, who went by the genius in WWE, Lanny Poffo, uh, he oh, just passed away. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wrestling. All right. It's not, uh, it's not a format for normal people. <laughs> it's not a medium that anyone with any degree of normalcy should enter. Just a story in there about Randy Savage, young Randy Savage, getting into a knife fight in the middle of a late night diner on the, like standing on the table with somebody swiping at each other with knives. And then the yep. police came and, and then they turned the police dog on him and put a bunch of big bite marks on his butt. Like the dog got him. You Randy will hear Papa. about other knife fights throughout that series. I think. Yeah. Don't bring a wrestler to a knife fight. How about Mankind? Mankind? Is he the one who Mick wears Foley? the mask? Yeah. Was oh, that Mick Foley? Yeah. He seems like a know. like a person people like. Yeah. I'd say the most problematic thing about him is that like a lot of other wrestlers from that era, they can't fully uh, detach themselves from Vince McMahon. But other mm. than that, he is a pretty low-key, normal guy, especially for a guy who spent his entire life uh, bleeding profusely in uh -huh. every possible way. Uh, pretty, pretty okay and pretty like well adjusted comparatively. He was the guy with the sock puppet, right? Yeah, well, as mankind, yes, as man, right, right. Because yeah. he was also Cactus Jack. He was also Dude Love. He was a variety of things over the years. Never, uh, never a Roman though. Not to my knowledge. All right, still room. Maybe somewhere in his Japan run. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. All right, that's WWE 2K23. Sounds like it is uh, uh, stable and um, so ready far. to be field tested. Yeah, so yeah, far. Ready. I am. I have not had any major issues with it, so that is a good sign. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the dark pictures of the, in VR. The dark pictures of the ring. That's right, right. The dark pictures of the ring. All right, stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. 
Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some, uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. And we are back as promised. We are back. We are back. We would never lie to you. No, no, no. I said we'd be right back. Some stuff maybe happened in between there. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. But here we are right now. We are back. This podcast is just going to the store for a pack of smokes. Don't worry. (laughs) It'll be right back. (laughs) Yep. You definitely won't be talking about this in therapy several years later. (laughs) This podcast break has been going for 16 years. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I just went to go talk about Dark Pictures Switchback VR. Brad, tell me about the mm-hmm. Dark Pictures Switchback VR. I have played some of it. Okay. Uh, it is so it's PlayStation VR 2 only for the moment, maybe permanently, I don't know. Uh it's very similar to uh Until Dawn Rush of Blood if you played that on PlayStation VR 1. You're mm-hmm. saying it's some kind of roller coaster? Yes, which is to say it is a literal in-game roller coaster in VR. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is a literal shooting gallery. Mm-hmm. Like you were straight up in a car going on a track with guns in your hands, shooting at shit. Okay. Um, it's that again. Uh, it's cool. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's that again, it seems pretty well made so far. Dark pictures dude is there. He hasn't said anything yet, but he is walking around. He's skulking around ominously off. Just some, know he's going to say something menacing in British yes. any minute now. Yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know if they actually got his voice or not for this. Like, it looks cool. I was like, I was like, oh, that first one was like kind of cool, but you know, you had to play it with PlayStation Moves, which nobody wants to do. No. Now I've got good controllers, and it's a better console and a better headset. Like, let's let's do this. Like, it looks good, but not. It's like it's Unreal Engine logos right there at the top, but it doesn't look mind blowing. I would say so far. Yeah. Um. It's like it's it's fine, but not like super duper next gen VR experience. I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. Which makes me wonder. Like, I wonder if. This is actually a bigger subject for for PSVR two now. Like, I, I have zero idea if this is happening or not. But like, maybe this is coming to Quest at some point. Mm. Like, mm. as a because you know the, the Quest two like has hardware in it. You know, you can play games on the headset without a PC. So like, I wonder if some VR games going forward, even if they're not on Quest originally, are going to be kind of like 
made with that in mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, hey, yes. this is going to have to run on, like, much smaller hardware eventually. So maybe we should, like, not go too hard with the assets. I, I'm super speculating here. I don't know. Yeah. It looks fine. I'm not, it does not look bad, but it didn't, like, knock my socks off as far as what they're doing with it graphically. It's not a massive showpiece for for like not, what what the visuals can do in that hardware. Not, not really. They do they do make the very smart choice of putting flashlights on all of your guns. Mm. So everywhere you're aiming is just flashlight Excellent. action constantly, which like a lot of it is dark, so that's good, but also flashlights are just fun in VR. It's right there in the title, man. Dark pictures. It's not yeah. about these light pictures. Yes. Are they doing anything with the eye tracking? Or, uh, uh, I, I've read about stuff like that. I haven't really seen any of that myself yet. I mean, okay. it's, it's right there at the top. Like, hey, do you want eye tracking on? So like, I've yeah. got it on. Mm-hmm. I haven't noticed anything happening yet. Like I've like I mentioned that the, the kind of showpiece feature I've read about or that they've promoted is like doing the when you blink and right. then once when you open your eyes again, shit will be closer to you in a creepy way. Yes. Stuff like that. Um, it's very cartoonish. And yet I have like yelled out three times just in the first mm-hmm. couple of levels because they just tend to spawn zombies like right on your car when you're not looking. Next thing you know, there's just like a hand reaching toward you from the side and you turn around and like, oh, God. You shoot it uh, off, or you just that's part. No, of the, the the hit reactions and the location damage is not very detailed. Okay, like it's it's that's part that's one of the things that makes it feel like not super duper advanced. Like you okay. can kind of shoot heads off, and that's about it. Um, that I've seen at least. Otherwise, they seem to just kind of go down in a canned way. If that makes sense. How how about the uh, the other thing they were talking about that I remember aside from, and I think this was in the other one, like choices. Like, do you get? Yes. Track choices. Yes. The, the, so yeah, I've seen I've seen one of those that you had to make a certain choice, and then the next one I saw, like it seemed like you could go either way. So and then okay. there's a there's a level select. So I assume that's intended to make you go back and see the other part of the level you didn't see. Um, and there's high scores. Like there's um, it's weird. I don't remember if Russia Blood was like this, but like everything in the environment that you can shoot that breaks gives you score. <laughs> okay. Like every every random oil drum and crate and beer bottle lying around if you shoot it you get points huh which says you're just kind of encouraged if you want the high score to just shoot literally everything you see is there unlimited ammo uh yes it's like fairly limited clips in the guns you start with just handguns and you can shake them or hit a face button to reload um those those you burn ammo pretty quick that way um you'll find crates around when you shoot a crate you get a better gun but those are limited ammo Okay. So, like, you get, like, the shotgun seems to be literally one shot and it's gone. And then I've gotten Uzis as well. Machine is it, pistols. Is it, uh, is it like reach behind your back wep- weapon switching? Uh, no, you don't. I don't think you can switch. I think you just shoot through the special gun until oh. it's out and then it swaps you back to the pistol. Oh, that's um, funny. That's yeah. like a, like old school uh, scrolling shooter or something like that. Kind of. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because like I, of course, I tend to go for when I see a special gun, I go for it on my main hand. <laughs> but then I realize like, oh, wait, I probably want to save this ammo, this good gun for like harder stuff. Right. And then I find myself like, oh, well, now I'm now I'm shooting with my offhand with the unlimited ammo. So like that's maybe something to think about is like they frequently they give you the good weapon twice, like right at the same oh, time. Okay. So you just get two of them. Um, gosh, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's not. It's cool. It's good. It's, any, cool. it's not. It's not anything unexpected. It's uh, interesting it's to me like, that they have settled on this as their format for VR because yeah. while I think that it, it's understandable that you would want to make something that is you know relatively easy for a person to navigate in that in that space, 
I don't think any of this is what anyone thinks of when they think of the dark pictures of Until Dawn. Like, it's it really is more trade dress than anything else as far as, like, the gameplay is concerned. And I'm like, I kind of wish I could just do a horror movie in VR. Like, sure. why, why can't we just do that? Yeah, well, I would It's guess a lot of development is, resources, I realize yeah, that, but... Yeah, this yes, for sure. This, this is definitely much lower budget, I would assume, because it's, you know, it's just one track, you know, they're... It's a pretty constrained experience. You obviously can't get out of the car and wander or anything. Sure. They, they, they are trying to tell a little bit of a story. You start out on what looks like a BART car, BART train, mm. like underground, and that wrecks. And it seems like seems like you might be like saving some of the people that were on the car with you. Okay. Oh. Uh, in like very creepy Saw-like, like I came upon one of the dudes who was in the train with me in the at the end of a level, and he was like about to be drowned in a very unpleasant way. Uh, if I didn't, if I did not act fast enough, right, and solve a puzzle, there was like a little bit of a puzzle there that I had to solve with guns. From what you can tell, are there are they referencing material from the Dark Pictures just, games? Just that narrator dude walking around okay. so far that I've seen. Okay. It seems like it's otherwise it's like fairly generic horror. Like this first level goes from like an outdoor market into like what's sort of like a. Remember the the wrecked tanker kind of thing from Resident Evil Seven? Sure, it's like basically that, like all in one level. The first boat from the first Dark Pictures. I guess, game? It could be actually. Yeah. I don't know. I have I have yeah. not seen or played a lot of the Dark Pictures games. Okay, because there so, is a there is a big tanker or boat in the in the huh. first one. Okay, maybe maybe some of these levels are actually inspired by the existing games. Then that's possible. I wonder. Um. You know, it's just a lot of sinister shit around everywhere. Sure. Like, all the a lot of the breakables that give you more score all have glowing pentagrams on them, okay. because of, because of course, of yeah, course. why not? Uh, so like it's you know when it when it speeds up when the car goes faster, that's definitely a frantic like I'm trying to pop every every pentagram every high score thing I can as I'm flying through here, and that's pretty fun and satisfying. Um, How's your stomach holding up there in uh, the, the not, ride? Not amazing. Okay. Uh, that that was what, frankly, I was going to play one more level, and it kind of cut my time short with the thing, because it's, it's nothing but stationary motion, which is exactly the thing I've had the most problems with in mm. this particular headset with Kayak VR and Res or, uh, Gran Turismo. Anything where you're, like, sitting down in something that's moving. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> I got through the tutorial, and the first, the levels are not super short, like, half an hour 20 20 minutes to 30 yeah that's something and i was like i'll play one more and then i was like you know maybe i won't <laughs> definitely some headache swimmy mm. hot you know the whole thing feeling it yes for sure 40 dollars on the playstation 5 40 bucks yeah yeah right. it's it's fine I, i'm I, i'm gonna play more of it and we will probably stream some of it cool uh, some good jump scares in there you know it's yeah. It's it's pretty effective at what they're doing, but you know what they're doing is fairly familiar so far. Again, there might be some cool eye tracking and other stuff like that later. I'm sure they I'm sure they save some of the cool new ideas for for later on. So it's pretty much a sit down game. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They, they tell okay. you right at the actually yes they they tell you right at the start. Hey, this is best played sitting, but then immediately they're like. Make sure there are no obstacles around you because you're going to be leaning and bending over a uh, lot. Mm. And so I was running up to, I was running up to the edge of the play area constantly in this. You have to dodge, you have to dodge and, and lean, bend yeah. down to to dodge obstacles. And also, like you know, you're extending your arms out to shoot stuff. And I was like having mm. the grid pop up, like kind of all over the place. Right, because when you do that, like when they do that, like hey, just make it because I'm sitting down. Grid, it's pretty. 
it's pretty small. It's pretty yeah, small. Yeah. You you will move around within the limits of the sitting area pretty significantly playing this from what I've seen. Uh, yeah, it, it's fine. Like you, you guys can see it on the stream. People can see if they, there is anything there of interest. Yeah, but, I'm curious. Know, it is it is an on rail shooting gallery. At the end of the day. I bought my uh, PSVR to uh, the extension cable for it, and so far okay. it's been pretty good. Um, I'll mention, since we were just talking about PSVR here, I played the uh, some more Call of the Mountain now in quote-unquote room scale. I'm doing okay. quotes because it's a pretty small room scale, but I was able to clear up an area in my living room. I do not like climbing while I'm really? standing up. Yeah. No, I do, it gives me the like, oh, I don't like this. My knees are good. Even though it does have that thing you mentioned, Brad, which it feels like you're pulling the world down towards yes. you instead of you yeah. climbing up. Um, looking down and stuff or, or being able to walk to the edge of a cliff instead of just kind of move the character is very different for me. Like when you can walk yourself to the, to the edge of a cliff and then kind of kneel down and look down, it feels very different, but it's cool. So you're, you're pretty much all sitting down for that then? I was doing that. And then I, with the extension cable, I was able to just basically take my whole self to another room okay. while the PS5 is mm-hmm. in that where the play area, I basically walked into the living room <laughs> and was like, ah, okay. I can think I can carve out whatever it is, 16 feet by 12 feet, whatever they want. I can carve this out by moving some chairs around and scooting stuff all, all places. Oh, I played that room scale jobs. now. Room scale. I played that in Job Simulator. Um, you know that hot new VR product, yeah. Job mm-hmm. Simulator. Of course, of course. Uh, which uh, was fun. I've been meaning to check out Cosmonius High, the new game from that studio. Oh, Al- I- Alchemy Labs that made Job Simulator and Vacation yeah. Simulator. I think Cosmonius is also like a year old on Quest or something like that, but all new do- to me. I want to play that one uh, with the closing your eyes. I forget what it's called. The the, the game oh, where um, the whole game mechanic be- is around it. Before your eyes. Before your eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I also want to play that in that headset. Uh, all right. That's the Dark Pictures Switchback VR currently on the PlayStation VR two exclusively for forty dollars. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about a game that I was looking forward to called Life of Delta. Life of Delta. It is a point-and-click adventure game put out by Daedalus uh, Publishing. I forget the developer on it, but uh, Daedalus puts out a bunch of stuff. Uh, they had put out a bunch of stuff in the point-and-click adventure realm. All you had to uh, say was a point-and-click, and I knew it was going to be a mini game. <laughs> uh, they're the ones. Daedalus are the folks that are still, I believe, putting out that Gollum game. Uh, in, yes, in allegedly that is still coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Life of Delta is a pretty um, small point-and-click adventure game. It's twenty bucks. I'm gonna say I, I hate doing like value for your money. The value is what you get out of it. But I'm gonna say maybe that feels like a bit of an ask for what's in that game. I did finish it within three to four hours, maybe. Oh, okay, I, yeah, that's that's pretty short. Yeah, and um. You know, I think my playtime was six hours, but I think I had a little break in there. Uh, you know, it depends how how quickly you're making it through puzzles. The puzzles in it range from, you know, um, um, not necessarily chicken and pulley style puzzles, but more like uh, uh, um, sliding block style puzzles. Like, okay. uh, like, oh, it's a lot of open this computer screen and now connect the pipes kind of things. Like, instead of you're matching inventory most of the time. I'd say there's a split. Maybe it feels like um, 60-40 pipe connecting circuit puzzles versus, oh, I need the right thing in my inventory 
some of the controls are, aren't so great all the time with with the the way the clicking and the pointing are going to mean things you want in a point and click adventure game but it, it's it's charming and, it, and it's it's got it's got fun there's fun to be had in it um I, it's I was, not my was, favorite point modern point and click i was i was hoping you were talking about unix pipes in the puzzle solving <laughs> no that's no not, probably not, not those kind of no, not I, was, I was gonna say i was started to say like that'd be cool if somebody made like command line puzzle game but i guess like that kind of kind of exists kind of exists like um uh, zach Charnix isn't quite there but those like uh remember hacknet was yeah was, was the hacknet was, was one of the ones i was thinking of uh, uh and, and and hack mud also i believe Ooh, is that from hacknet people no 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 okay hack mud's crazy uh we should talk about it later i should get into hack mud you should, you should uh, check out hack mud perhaps uh, this I played this on the PC. I believe it is also out on some other platforms, maybe including the Switch. Like I said, twenty dollars on the PC where I got it. Um, it's about a, I should say it's about a little robot who. <laughs> this is probably the maybe the strangest thing about it. The art is, is pretty nice in it, but the strangest thing about it is, it seems like you're in a world of robots that went to war with Bebop and Rocksteady. So are these kind of anthropomorphized like rhinos and warthogs and maybe lizard folk that then subjugated the robots and the humans are kind of out of the picture for the most part. And you're they're they're I'm not to give this story away, but they're basically decommissioning you and the robot saves you, but then his door gets busted down. And he gets captured by Bebop and Rocksteady style thugs, and you have to go on a mission to save Joe, this person, the robot person who saved you, and maybe uncover a bigger plot. But it is a little funky there, mm. seeing Bebop and Rocksteady eating sushi. They're not called Bebop and Rocksteady, but you I was going to say, I bet not. No, no, but branding wise, that would be wait, challenging. Yeah, what, yeah. What are they called? Uh, I don't know if they have names. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Joe is the name I saw. The robots have names. Guard one. Guards. Uh, I like the art. The art's interesting. Uh, that's Life of Delta currently available now. Point and click. Every time you say that, I just think of Life of Pi for some reason. (laughs) Me too. We've been talking about Ang Lee too much. (laughs) Um, yeah. The the follow-up or prequel. Life of Delta. Uh, another game I checked out uh, as I was kind of spinning around Steam looking to see what's out there is Spin Rhythm XD. This is a game that has been in early access for quite a bit. I think since 2019 at least. Uh, yeah, It is now 1.0. Um, what does the XD stand for? Extra Dimensional. All right. Yeah. That actually, that's very viable what you just said. Mm. Uh, it is a rhythm lane rhythm game. So it is a kind of in the style of notes are coming down a track and you've got a mechanism to do certain things as the notes or, or, or icons hit your bar, right? Yeah. The, um, kind of novel thing here is you've got this wheel that spins around and I played it with a controller, and it's got two colors on it. It's, it's very customizable, which I really appreciate. I think this is maybe when I was looking into being like, dang, this is really customizable and good on them. Maybe it's a product of them being in early access for a long time where you can customize the colors of the notes to make sure if you have any color deficiencies or accessibility options. Um, they seem to have them in there, which is awesome. 
So you have this wheel that has two colors on it, and at its most fundamental, you have notes coming down the lane that also have uh, two different types of colors, and you want to match what's on the wheel to the color as it kind of accepts into the wheel as you ingest it. It quickly escalates from there. Yeah. Uh, this trailer is a lot. It's a lot. Like, so this is coming at you quickly. I mean, it has a really nice look to it. Also, this part where they're like, use real DJ MIDI gear to play this game. Yeah, so you can use like turntables to control the wheel. I almost took out my DJ Hero controller to see if it would Aww. work with that. Aww. I don't know if it would. It did recognize some things I have hooked up to my computer as MIDI input devices, um, like a, a, a DAWs and stuff like that. That I can't. I don't know if I could use the knobs on them to control them. I guess I could. It played fun with the controller that I was using. Uh, it's, it's weird because when you see it in motion, it looks more like a traditional like five note highway kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Like you like I I didn't. It didn't it didn't leap out at first to me that like oh wait there are actually only two colors here. I'm just very used to the Guitar Hero rock band style of Note Highway. Yeah, it has the look and feel of a like the current spate of rhythm games that exist in arcades in Japan. Like this is the kind okay. of stuff that is very popular these days. Like like Tuna Rhythm and a few other things. Uh, a Tuna, what the hell is that game called? It was one of the ones that like Aura Hack told me about at some point. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but like there's. This is it feels like it's in the space that those games are, though this is not based on an arcade game or anything, as far as I can tell. No, but it is going for that. And yeah. I think in its description, it's like, hey, we're an arcade rhythm game. Like yeah. that's what that's what we're going for. Um it's got These a lot are the of the kinds of rhythm games I suck ass at primarily, <laughs> is the thing. It, 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 my my follow-up to that comment was going to be if there isn't a big dumb plastic peripheral, I'm usually pretty fucking lost, uh, unless it's Thumper. Uh so but that said, this game looks cool as shit. It's cool. There's a lot of tracks in it, or at least I, I claim to be a lot of tracks. The pr- presentation is very nice. I think there's like 60 tracks in it. Um, it's It's got a great onboarding. It starts mm-hmm. you off uh, uh, whatever, basic or something, easy mode, and then kind of gives you a tutorial, and it adds in everything. Like, if you switch to difficulty to normal, it'll be like, hey, you should run through the tutorial for normal. There's going to be stuff in here you need to know about. And it's right. like, okay, show me the three new things you're going to add. To the point where I was just doing that until I got up to like expert. I didn't even make it past there because it just got so intense. Um, but it's it's cool. It's got a cool flow to it, and the the music's pretty good. It's not the tracks I listen to are very. I'm terrible with music genres, so please forgive me. Um, electronic. Yes, I mean if you were if you were trying to pray, paint with as broad a brush yeah. as you can to emphasize that there are bleeps and bloops in this music. <laughs> Yes, electronic is the way to phrase it. I'm going highest level here, and I'm just going to say yes. Electronic, I don't know if it's any kind of dub and bass or anything like that. Right. But just, yeah. just cut the cord uh-huh. now, man. Just cut <laughs> just cut the ripcord, like hit the parachute, let's go. But I mean, it's I'll, not it's not like ACDC. It's I'll, like you know, is yeah, that I'm your? Out. Is that really your? You said this like three times today when talking about this game. Is ACDC your one reference point for everything that isn't electronica? No, ACDC is my reference point for like, is it rock band? Okay, uh, yeah, like, is it rock? Is it Guitar Hero? Like, They're not even the most like frequently used band in those games. So who well, is? Are there stats for that stuff? I never actually thought. Like, I wonder what the most played stuff is in those games. I don't know about frequently played, but in terms of like the sheer volume of songs that are available. Uh, uh, if you don't count the Beatles rock band, which is its own thing, uh, it's probably either Metallica or uh, Foo Fighters. 
Oh. Yeah, okay. So, okay, I should maybe... And Green Day. Well, okay, so again, Metallica and Green Day got their own game, so that's not fair. Foo Fighters is the only one that doesn't have their own game that I'm going to say is extremely overrepresented. And I say that not as a hater. I don't hate Foo <laughs> Fighters, but there are a ton of those fucking songs in those games. I see. Okay. ACDC, my stand-in for 70s classic rock. Or, sure. or like guitar 70s, rock. 70s, 80s. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Guitar rock. I can't say classic rock anymore because that is so broken at this point. You know, yeah. like... That's that's you know that's probably Foo Fighters at this point also, and I, I don't mean that. I mean AC. I mean you know what I mean when I say AC. You mean Grandpa guitars? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I will say Anamanaguchi is the only thing I, I've heard of on this list. For that's not a criticism of the game by any means. What kind of music is that then? If you chip have heard tune, of it? yeah, chip, chip tune. Okay, okay. Um, would that fall under electronic? I mean, it is. Sure, yeah. They have live instruments when they play, but I, a lot of their stuff is very heavily rooted in in specifically video game style chiptune synths. I'll say this: I have really enjoyed the music in it. Um, a lot of it has like a. Um, it's very driving. It's almost. Uh, it almost sounds like some of it could be on a Hotline Miami uh, uh sure. soundtrack it's got like a really okay. strong driving beat now to now it. you're speaking my language when it comes <laughs> to electronic music hotline miami 2 soundtrack fuck yes okay i'm in i'll say some of the things they have listed here uh, okay. uh nitro fun nope. au5 no nope. mo moe shop or mo shop i'm gonna say moe mo- i'm guessing mo- yeah hyper potions and camellia is that the one you you mentioned right oh no what was no, the one no, you on, said on, on, on a gucci is on, on a gucci yep panda eyes temenite uh anim- anomaly anomaly just, anomaly. I think, I think okay. anomaly just picture me shaking my head during all of these tut tut child pegboard nerds tristam which i wonder if that's a Diablo naming stuff's reference. hard maxo tokyo machine rogue tumelo i know tumelo yeah i know tumelo uh and more tumelo okay. i want to say did the uh uh uh, uh later alligator uh, yes. uh stuff uh, anyway, I've really enjoyed the music. Yeah. And I've enjoyed the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's called... You uh, made you, me want to play it. You should try it out. Cause I know you have particular, like, Thumper-esque rhythm stuff versus, like, music note lane, like, this rhythm stuff. Yeah, but, uh, my, my note lane stuff tends to lean more toward, like, Guitar Hero and, you know, prior to that, like, like frequency and amplitude. But this doesn't seem that far off from that stuff. It's just kind of its own version of that. It's a spin rhythm. XD available now. It is uh, twenty bucks. I think we might try and show some of it off on a grab bag if the streaming gods allow it, um, Both visually and orally. Because yes. like, goddamn, is any of that music going to like get stuff taken down? It it definitely will. And they have a pin post on their discussion thing about like, hey, I don't really think there's anything use we it. Can yeah, do. might lose it. Yeah, so we'll give it a try. Okay. Um. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Ste- Steam Deck verified. <gasps> I'll just, I'll just say that. Be still, my stars and garters. Um, I'm one of those guys now. I'm uh-huh. a Steam Deck guy. You're a Steam Deck guy, so I've been playing what? fucking hell of Vampire Survivors on my couch. Let me tell you what, yeah, that's all right. That sounds all right. Um, that sounds all right. I, I could, uh, if if we're if we're almost done, I could mention very quickly that I uh-huh. introduced my. It's a group of friends from back home that I play games with to Marauders. Oh, how'd that oh, go? No. It was it was fun because one of them is a hardcore Tarkov player and the other two I don't think had ever played an extraction shooter Ooh, before. Okay. 
What did your Tarkov friend say? So the Tarkov friend was way into it, but also was like, yeah, this is like arcade Tarkov. <laughs> like baby Tarkov? Oh, not, not, not baby, <laughs> Not baby, but like streamlined. Mm. You are like, but a little child. <laughs> no, no, no. Like faster. Like faster, okay. faster okay. rounds, like less dead downtime, that kind of thing. Just in and okay. out type stuff. Uh, of the other two who I think wanted, it, it took some time. Of I, th- I think there there was a, there was a bit of an undercurrent of like wait what the fuck is this why are we playing this uh huh who wants to we died in the airlock on one round like before you entered we the ship? literally <laughs> could not have left the airlock if we wanted to like the fucking they, they second the doors open and I think it was one person who killed all four of us oh my god uh he I I think they were high level I'm what a sure. world but like it was fucking crazy like the doors to the airlock open so we could board the station and like one of them somebody died immediately <laughs> i think it was i think it was my friend who was not, he warmed up to it by the end i don't think he was okay. loving it at that point and also he had brought a lot of his gear in that he's that you start with and like literally i mean i probably like three seconds after that door opened fucking headshot he was dead <laughs> oh it's and, like uh and then, and then the rest of us are all pinned down behind boxes like not even leaving our ship, and none of us made it out of there alive. I can't remember the res mechanic. If, if uh, you're, is there, there is one? none? There is none. No, there no. is none. You die. You were fucking out. Okay. And only I, my my one criticism. I don't know if it's intentional or it's early access, and they just haven't gotten it added yet. There is zero kind of spectate when you die. Right. It takes you back to your character screen. Right. So my my friend who plays a lot of Tarkov, like unsurprisingly, usually the last guy standing was streaming to Discord. <laughs> So the rest of us could watch him finish out a round when, okay. when we were all dead. Because otherwise, you just sit at the menu. You just mm-hmm. sit at the care. I mean, you can like fiddle with your inventory and stuff, but that's about it. So, did your Tark- Tarkov friend feel like a lot of the skills and and playtime he put into that transferred over here? Like, I pretty think so? I okay, think so yeah. I always wonder about some of that stuff. I mean, it's it's not the same game, but it's it's got similar mechanics from what I hear. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what like the sort of gunplay is like in that game, or firing yeah. model, or the way the guns work and stuff. But Marauders okay. is like kind of World War II guns for people who don't know. Yeah, in space. Uh, yeah, yes, I think you got to go again. By the end of it, there have already been some some group chat messages of like, so when are we marauding this week? <laughs> so I think like I think there was I think a hurdle was overcome by the end of it. Okay. Of boy, that Steve. sucked. But like, oh, hang on. There's something. There's definitely something here. Did you? Did your team ever get lost in it a was, ship or anything? Yes. It was okay. nothing but a f- fucking two hours of a, just a giant comedy of errors. Like one round after we didn't have a. I think. I'm trying to think. I don't know if any of us extracted successfully the entire time. Okay. It was, but there was a whole lot of just goofy shit of. <laughs> I don't know. Fun like we to were, be had. Yes. We, we had a really good round, had a ton of stuff, had not made note of our airlock when we entered the map. Did you and all, all died of running out of air. <laughs> That's such a bummer. Uh, we got greedy. It's yeah. the way of things. That's it. That's there a was, game like I want. I want to, li- I don't know, like more AI or something. I don't know. It's a game I love the pieces of it. But it's so punishing. It's, it's a lot. I mean, they to their credit, they they immediately because you don't you don't get name cards in that game. You can't tell who's who. Can't even tell who's AI and not. Like my my friends immediately clued into the like, oh, let's spend five thousand in game bucks on the orange jumpsuit so we at least are all the same color. Okay, yeah. And then like two rounds after that, like there's a moment where 
a fifth person in an orange jumpsuit somehow got mixed into the group and we didn't oh, realize God. it. <laughs> Wait, they were just, just rolling like, around with you? I, I don't know if it was an AI. We never figured out what was going on, but a whole lot of people just started shooting each other all at once as soon as we realized <laughs> oh my that God. somebody else who was not us was there. Oh, man. I it's, appreciate the trolly nature of that game. I don't think it's fun at all, oh, but man. I really respect the fact that it's, it is so geared toward just absolutely making you miserable. It is lunacy, man. I yeah. haven't laughed that hard in a while <laughs> at a video game. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, um, I'm not, I don't really want to say punishing, but it, it is, it is unforgiving, let's say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if you mess up, like you forgot to look what airlock you come in, it is unforgiving in a way that's like kind of cool. I think I'm with you mm-hmm. on that part, Brad, where it's like, if you're not talking to your teammates and somebody rolls up on you or your teammate turns a corner and you're like, is that you? It's like, that's kind of on, it, it feels like when we played and a little bit, I played on my own you can ameliorate some of that by just being aware, right? It's wow, like, nice you, use of ameliorate. It's, it's my my favorite wrestler. Um, <laughs> ameliorate. Yeah, ameliorate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you kind of soften it if you are looking at the airlock, if you're calling yeah. out, but all it takes is one mistake and your whole thing is doomed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your uh, whole day is ruined. It's, yeah, it's some shit. I, last round, I boarded another ship and killed a motherfucker. Nice. Because they had taken our ship out. We were dead in the water. And you used the escape pod? We were dead in the water, and I was like, well, fuck this. <laughs> I just jumped into the thing and rammed their ship and got in there and killed one of them. Almost got the second one. Oh, they got you in the end? Yeah. Okay. Yes. But I think, I don't think we're quite there yet, but I want to introduce the possibility of trying to steal someone's ship. Hell yeah. The next time the next time we see somebody who is not in the starting ship, I think I am going to say, hey, let's go try to take that ship. Can you extract with it and keep that ship? Yes. Yes, you okay. absolutely can. It straight okay. up says in the, like, get a new ship interface, it straight up says, like, buy or steal a better ship to replace the default. See, then you're going to be a target, too. Somebody's going to want that ship. That's well, great. Mm-hmm. It's four-player four max? Yes. Okay. Um... Uh, on that note, I will say I played a little bit of um, Barotrauma, I guess is how you would say it, which is 16 players max oh on a space submarine. Um, it's basically FTL, but super dark and disturbing. I haven't, I haven't even right. made it through all the tutorial stuff yet because I, there's different classes in it. Um, and it seems really cool, and we huh. should play it. I don't know if we need that many people to have an efficient sub because you can switch between ai characters if you want but um it's goofy huh. looking yeah. but c- kind of neat um cool. and you're kind of uh um you know somebody's piloting with sonar as you're going through and there are other players out there and you know repairing damage and space horror going on um i haven't played enough of it to really commentate on it aside from it seemed neat oh yeah there's just like straight up giant space squid monsters in here yeah yeah it seems cool huh interesting i real quick i was looking at introversion software on steam last night you remember them makers of uplink yeah and uh darwinia what is that i remember uplink i didn't play much darwinia darwinia um their new game is i think it's called the last starship also appears to be a an FTL-esque sort of spaceship manager. The reason I was looking at them, just to bring it all full circle, they made that game DEFCON, Everybody Dies. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I know and, that game. And that game is patterned after the nuclear war simulator in war games. And yep. when you mentioned war games in WWE, I was like, I was looking at DEF CON last night. There you go. Because I think about DEF CON now and then. <laughs> that game was all right. Because well, it's the- nothing but a very sterile and slowly paced view into the end of the world. Mm. The only way to win is not to play. That's yes. I <clears throat> excuse me. I went back and read Ryan's review of it at GameSpot, and it was quite good because he basically said like he threw out that exact line, but he was like, "This game seems to be positing that if you do get into nuclear war, it might be possible to lose less." <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I'll end here on a uh, uh, just a demo note here. I booted up that Resident Evil Four. I think they're calling it the Chainsaw demo. I think that's their their label for it. That game comes out very very soon. Yeah, yeah. I've been avoiding that demo because the game's almost out, and I just want to go in fresh. Yeah, so it's pretty short. I don't. Even, I think they even might truncate the beginning a bit. I hope the game doesn't start like they started it. But you kind of get a little um, a little bit of intro, and then. It's basically Leon S. Kennedy out there walking to his first village encounter, and then it ends with a bunch of non not zombies and a ch- the chainsaw guy kind of basically killing you. Ah, yes, the, uh, yeah, chainsaw I, guy and the bell ringing. Yeah, so I don't even think I got the bell ringing. It's just a chainsaw and a swarm of uh, um, what are they? Are they? They have a name? The Plagas Ganado, zombies. Ganados. Ganados. Okay. I believe wasn't it. I, I think remember. that's correct. The, the Plagos are the parasites, I think, that okay. infect them. So it, I ran it on the PC because I wanted to kind of check out um, how this 4080 would run it and see see what's up. Man, there is it the RE engine? Yeah, the yes. RE engine is what most of Capcom's do, new games are on. I think they do the best job at uh, showing and illustrating what video card options on the PC will turn on and off and keeping track of the RAM on your computer. Like mm. it, it is awesome. It's like, Hey, you go through these options. It's going to kind of estimate how much video RAM you're going to take up while showing your maximum allotment and say like, okay, yeah, turn You can, you're getting into the danger zone. If you want to turn this on, here's a picture of what yeah, this will do. I, was, I, I played, I played some of the RE2 remake on PC and I was going to say they do like a straight up video, like a, or not a video, but a little preview window of, yep. Here's kind of an idea of what this specific effect does when you turn it on. Yep. They do it for the options of like low, medium, high, and ultra of like, here's what it looks like at ultra. Like, oh, I don't even notice a difference. I might just turn this one down. Um, It looks pretty good. There is a, um, you know, it's got ray tracing in it, but I don't know to the extent the ray tracing is in this uh, engine. If it is uh, full on retracing all the rays or if they're just doing it in specific spots, but it looked very good. A lot of options there on the PC. It plays just fine. Um, I, well, in in fact, does it, it, it made does me it, excited. Does it just feel like the shooting from the RE2 and 3 remakes, or is there something fundamentally different there? Because, I mean, like, RE4 originally is very different from a modern yeah. third-person shooter. So, um, Leon's got more melee stuff. I don't, I don't remember if in RE2 if they brought that in, where if you, got a, if you stagger with a headshot, you could do the finisher melee stuff. I think so. I was that remember. in there? I yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering it. And when it happened, I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, was this in the other ones? So it's a little faster, it seems like, because you're, you're pop. you know, that game in general is faster, right? The, the zombies are, um, I, I will call them zombies. The zombies are kind of swarming you much more than I feel like in two where they're shambling at you. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so you're popping off headshots, and then t- basically I was running up to do a, a roundhouse kick to sweep the rest of the zombies back because, um, you know, ammo, ammo. You know, I love it. I uh, you need it. Uh, a lot more knife stuff. You know, he's got the knife yeah. is just ready to go. Um, yeah, but it, it, I don't know. I can't remember two now, even though I really liked it. It just felt a lot more uh, visceral and fast paced running around, uh, running in a door, turning behind you and quickly firing off because everybody's running at you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely can say original four has melee options that remake two does not in terms of like that roundhouse and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so they never brought that back into two. No, 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 they definitely didn't do stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, you can do finishers when they're on the ground. Like, you can uh, stab them in the head. Um, It feels great. Like, I want to get in there. I want to play more of it. That's not part of this demo. But it ran ran well on that 4080. I know it should probably run well on that 4080, and it does. Um, I had everything up as far as it could go, on, and I've got the... um, I always forget how to series this this chip, but the Ryzen five, uh, uh, five thousand, whatever you want to call it, yeah, and the the forty eighty paired paired to get me to get everything turned on. Uh, I didn't hit anything where I had a million explosions, but there will were a lot of zombies out there. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see how it runs when it comes out in what like a week and a half. Yeah, it's out next week. I'm very looking forward to playing that. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems cool. Um. There is what there is an option in there, and maybe we'll show this off during a grab bag for strands of hair Ooh, that I tur- was able to turn like on. A number of strands of hair. Uh, when you turn it on, it looks like um, individually rendered strands versus kind of a hair texture. Oh, so, uh, okay. Um, at least that's what I saw. That's one of those ones you have to turn on <sighs> back at the menu. This is the really advanced shit. Yeah, the not trust effect. Clearly, they're really using that follicle accelerator on the forty eighty. <laughs> it's, when I, will they apply this technology to Triple H? Uh, I listen. Is there a PC version of WWE 2K23? Okay, maybe it's in there. Uh, that's Resident Evil 4. The demo. It's a short demo, or at least I, I my time through it was short. I'm sure you could find ways to make it last longer. Um, but seems neat. Excited to play it. I wasn't as excited until I got this thing booted up, and I was like, man, this looks and plays really well. I want to get in there. And, but then I hit a typewriter and was like, oh, right, yeah. I don't, are they going to do this? It was disabled in the demo, so I don't know if they're still doing ribbon and typewriters for this or if they um, will just forego that and say, just save your game. I don't think they did ribbons in the original, right? Wasn't it just type? It was like you can only save just, at typewriters, but there's no ribbons. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm hoping that that's what's in here. I assume that information is probably out there somewhere. Uh, that's going to do it for the games. The games? The games. The games. There's stuff coming out here. I, I'm mm-hmm. there's a plate filling up, and yes. uh, I've, I've got more stuff coming in at the end of March that I'm excited for. So looking forward to it. I still really want to play that Dredge game. I hope that game is good, uh, and that's at the end of the month. Uh, all right, we're gonna take another break here, and we're gonna jump into the news, kind of light news, but we're gonna cover it, and we'll be back in a little bit. This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Alex Navarro, you know I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time. It's always an exciting time when a box arrives at your door. It is always an exciting time. Sometimes they open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife. It's a, a, you know, 
a thing I can use when I need to cut things. I think this one, I, this, I've gotten more than a few knives from Bespoke Post. Are you trying this to say that when you get a knife, the thing you need to do with a knife is knife? <laughs> I might have gotten around to say that in a shorter way, I, yes. Yeah, all right. Uh, this one was uh, specifically a uh, fishing knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or, or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome. And things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten. I've gotten uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom. Uh, and sometimes, occasionally, a knife uh, that will go inside a kit that is themed. Because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70, but you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER. Thanks, Bespoke Post. We are back. And it is time to go through the news. Not too much to go through in the news here, for better or worse. Quiet week. Yeah, quiet. nice quiet week, generally, generally. But the stuff we pulled here, uh, we do have a a few stories. And Brad, do you want to kick us off with a couple of uh, stories about delays? Yeah, the System Shock remake is not coming out this month. That has been pushed to May. Okay. Okay. Uh, Which was a bit of a question. Yeah, I'll update. uh, I'll go back and retroactively update the Planorama. Because we... We're wondering when we would play that, because that looks worth playing. Also, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been delayed out of May into the second half of the year. There was some more going around that that last showing was not received super well online Mm. by fans. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't know that the second half of this year is enough time for them to get at the things that people were complaining about because the things people were complaining about were the things they complained about with Avengers and with Gotham Knights. It's, hey, we dumped a million gears and stats on you and uh, have fun. Yeah, (laughs) you you don't rip out fundamental design and redo it in three months. No, and I think... I, I think that this se- the Nebula second half thing says to me they are going to take a long, hard look at this thing, and we'll see where it ends up. But I have a feeling they aren't going to be able to fix what it is that people were actually complaining about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows if it's good or bad. But but I, I don't think, I mean, it's definitely too late to change things yeah. majorly. Delayed into May, delayed out of May, delay May. <laughs> delay May. Doesn't, delay May doesn't, doesn't have quite the same ring as Meltdown May. No, it does not. Uh, May be delayed. Anyway. Uh, That Suicide Squad and that System Shock remake. Uh, Is that coming to console? System Shock? Yeah, is that getting console release? That's a good question. I'm not sure Uh, it's been announced. Let's see what the old database says here. Uh, Yes, it is coming to consoles. Okay. 
I'm going to hit refresh here and see if it, the internet games database has picked up the new date. Let's see. No. Oh God. Still got March. Um, all right. Uh, Brad Shoemaker, we have covered Microsoft a plenty. Mm-hmm. This not everything is related to the merger or the pending or the possible merger acquisition of Activision Blizzard, but this maybe not directly, though very much indirectly. What is this Microsoft? What's Microsoft dealing, wheeling and dealing now? Uh, well, they're out there making deals left and right still to say to regulators, hey, look, we'll work with everybody who's willing mm-hmm. to work with us. On a con, like for an, a contractually obligated amount of time. I mean, God, I, there's all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, that, that Activision executive just straight up went on Twitter last week and started tweeting about things Jim Ryan said in a meeting. <laughs> Is it that one lady? Yes. Who seems like a real asshole. Yes. Okay. But she did. She did really just go out there and be like, he he was just in a meeting. He was just like, was, whatever. This was not what I planned to come in here and talk about. He was just like, I don't want a deal. I want to stop your merger. Uh, I mean, anyway, the actual story here is the one of the deals that they have made with a streaming service is uh, with the streaming service Ubitus. I guess is how you say this. Okay. Um, which is a Japanese company that has facilitated a bunch of these streaming releases on the Switch. You know how yep. different, yep. different third parties have been putting out some of their multi-platform games on the Switch via streaming? Yep. Control, Resident Evil Village, Guardians of the Galaxy, stuff like that has been coming to the Switch uh, in a streaming form. That's the company that has been facilitating those releases. And so, big question mark. <laughs> Could Xbox games start appearing on the Switch in, in a form such as that? Who can say? Who can say? Who can or, say? Or are all of these deals just a bunch of, you know, grease to keep the gears moving? How serious the ge- oh, are they? the gears. I yeah. gotcha. Keep how serious, the gears moving. How serious are they actually about this stuff? I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know what they really want, but. I think we uh, all know what they really want. Which is Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, they really, really want. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, who knows? You know, it's, I think it just, we just talked about it not long ago that, like, four or five, five, five years? God, it's probably been five years now. Those rumors were flying for, like, four, three, four months about Game Pass coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up not happening. But, like, clearly Microsoft has had desire to get their games on every platform they can. And maybe some of those games start showing up on the Switch like this. Yeah, but more than the Minecraft franchise. Let's yeah, say. yes. Yeah. yeah, Minecraft's still its own kind of cottage industry. Um, um has anything I'm, else come out there? Like uh like any from the Bethesda branches of of uh, uh Microsoft or um, you know, on the Switch? Like has there been Oh, you mean other Microsoft owned products? Yeah, on that the are Switch? not like Microsoft like not Halo, not uh, Gears of War, like any other uh, I can't think because com- they scooped up so many companies. I wonder if anything else has migrated that way to the Switch specifically. Yeah, I can't like, think of anything besides Minecraft. Okay, uh, I mean, Minecraft I guess Legends. You could, you could kind of count that Goldeneye thing, though. That is its own <laughs> yeah, weird ball well, of worms. That's, a, that's its own weird thing because I, yeah. I, I nobody seems to know for sure, but <laughs> Nintendo probably still uh, retains some rights there. Right. Um, Minecraft Legends is coming to the Switch. There you go. Which is not a proper Minecraft game, although it looks very cool. 
Yeah. That's uh, like the, that's like the hack and slash game, right? Well, it's kind of seems more strategy than that. Uh, okay. Based on the last time they showed it, it's much more uh, there might be into like a straight up hack and slash action component to it, but you're also straight up building buildings mm-hmm. like in a kind of action RTS sort of way. Okay. That thing seems kind of like it might be awesome. Like they were talking about, like you're sieging the other team's base and you can just straight up build like forward towers right outside their base to spawn units into it constantly and stuff. It sounds like fun. I'm really curious, like what the overlap on the Minecraft crowd versus just bringing new people in who are like, you know, it's wrapped in Minecraft, but it's a different type of game, you know, because I don't know if my kids are going to want to go in on this, especially if it's a lot of online. I'll have to see what it, when it comes out. Uh, but no, but I guess to my question, Redfall probably not coming to the Switch anytime soon. Oh, no, <laughs> okay, definitely not. I would hazard uh, to guess not. Uh, uh, unless, but maybe for the unless, next ten years, you know, unless they get their XCloud stuff up on the yeah. Switch sometime soon. Yeah, which the way things are going, who knows? Anything's so this possible. is this is kind of um, this has happened. We reported on some of this stuff previously, where they had talked with Nintendo, but then they had also talked with uh, Nvidia's. What do they call their streaming stuff? The uh, GeForce Now is the GeForce online Now. cloud streaming. Yeah, they made a deal with them, making deals yeah. everywhere, making deals, and uh, like. You said, Brad, they're kind of seems like posturing to say, like, look at all these things in place. Of course, we're not going to keep Call of Duty here. Don't be silly. Come now. I I just barely pay attention. There's so much of this stuff at this point. I barely pay attention to it. Like there's something out there recently about Jim Ryan suggesting that they could intentionally ship buggy Call of Duty on PlayStation now. Oh, just like in like, uh, like in Tomorrow Never Dies, the, uh-huh. the phone call, yeah. and it's the Call of Duty is full of bugs. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> delicious. Fucking yeah, it, Bobby Kotick just uh, tending his figures. Delicious, <laughs> delicious. Man, Our, speaking yeah. of speaking over that car scene from Tomorrow Never Dies, mm-hmm. I was like about to cross the street this morning, and a, a driverless car just crossed the four way stop right in front of me. Whoa, no kidding, for like, real? Like, unless unless there was a Pierce Brosnan-esque person crouching in the back seat with a <gasps> smartphone driving that thing, there was nobody in that car. That's creepy, but it had a steering and, wheel, I assume, it right? It was just 100% a car. It was, it was a Waymo car. It was one of the little spinny thing on top cars. Uh, not just a regular car, but still, there was nobody in I mean, those things are going around mapping... I forget what kind of data those things are collecting exactly, but yeah, I mean, it's not just a passenger car, obviously, because there's nobody in it, but wait, but But even in San Francisco proper. Yes. My understanding is that the Waymo cars still had a human being in them just in case. Right. I did not see anyone in that car. (gasps) Maybe it's gone rogue like Johnny five. Maybe it's like out there. Definitely neither of the front seats were occupied. Unless, again, so maybe somebody was leaning down. Somebody take a nap in the back seat because they're just like, ah, man, I got to sit in this car for eight hours. Maybe some Waymo employee has realized that, yes, they can just snooze on company time (laughs) when they should be minding the robot driving the car. Dang, man, I've ne- I have weird. not seen that. It That's was like not something a thing out of a, something out of a Verhoeven movie or something. You know, it was just like it's fucking. It was just a matter of course. You know, I just took it in stride that of course a car yeah. without a person in it is cross is driving, crossing the intersection right in front of me. Definitely <laughs> nothing need- fucking horrific about that. Also, like when it pulled up to the stop sign, it waited a little extra long to the point that I was like, "What are they doing over there?" And there's too much glare to see at that point that there was nobody in there. So like what it, sat, it sat at the it sat at the stop sign for at least five seconds without moving, and I was like, "Should I go?" 
and I started to walk, and then it started crossing. And only why as you I started see, to walk, uh, I didn't like step out on, off of the curb. Oh. I was like just about to start moving when it started crossing the street, and I was like, well, okay, then. And then only then did I see nobody was in it. I think, man, if I saw that, I'd probably stand in front of it to see what the heck it would do for a while. Um, you know, like just just stand there. You think at some point somebody comes on like a speaker that's like, please move out of the way. Come on, just please move. Uh, we're watching. We can see you there. Yes. No, please, please move. Uh, uh. Like what is a, or is it AI car just wait there indefinitely forever? Could you sit on the hood? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Uh, <clears throat> well, see this, you see the shit about GPT four getting rolled out. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. they're, they're doing like, I mean, it's good that they're doing this testing. Also, I feel like they get a little too science fiction with some of the stuff of like, Oh, we've got to make sure it's not going to murder the human race. But, I feel like everything I've read from the from the uh, I forget the lab the GPT four the the brain trust that's there uh, are like guys this isn't AI this like, is a language model yeah yeah like, it's the, not like it's they're not. they're pretty like relax yes, um, yes. but I mean they are say that. they are testing it and putting guardrails in place or whatever but one of the tasks they gave the new one was can this thing successfully task rabbit a human being with a task. And have them complete it successfully. Oh, that's dark, and man. Not only did it do that, what it was doing was trying to get someone through TaskRabbit to solve like a captures for it. <laughs> Here's this the is free- them <sighs> testing it out. I hope this that is, I'm this not. Is like, them, this is them trying to. I should. <laughs> it's on. a fun story. Well, there's more to it. Not true. Oh, okay. Uh, I should follow up on this to make sure this actually happened. The way it was put was that the person questioned why. Can't you just do it yourself? And it made up a lie to justify okay. what it was asking for. It said, Oh, I have a I have a I have a I'm vision impaired and can't do it myself is what oh, it came man. up with. It's like uh, it's like what the, it's gonna be like uh um a task rabbit to be like, listen, I need you to um I need you to just go to this apartment and uh grab uh uh, uh grab this universal uh, uh power supply and uh plug the computer into it and then just move, move my computer. I need you to move my computer, uh, to this other house. Um, uh, and just set me down. I mean, set the computer down wherever, uh, wherever is good in this other house, but just, I'm not home and I need to do this. We're in the dark zone. We've been in the dark zone, man. I like that more people are just calling them predictive language models and stuff than AI. Yes. I feel like AI kind of became HDified at I mean, some point. AI where everything snappier, was AI. I get it, but yeah, yeah. I like that. It seems to have caught on enough where people are like, "Let's, let's call it what it is," and not let's let's, let's say be real AI about a little this. bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, um, from AI to IO, uh, EI AI O. Brad, what's going on with I? <laughs> what's going on with IO? When's my, ne- when's my next hitman? Uh, not for a while. Oh. Um, sorry, I, that tab got closed. Give me a second. Sure, I'll say this while you while um while you bring up that tab. When I was reading this story that you sent over, Brad, I had forgotten IO was in the fantasy RPG game. Yeah, now. that was that was a <laughs> thing that I was reminded of in looking at this for sure. Wait, um, they are. <laughs> yes, they announced a fantasy, an online fantasy RPG is what they're referring to it as. Project Fantasy. Welcome is James to the- Bond in it? No, they also have Project 007. It's part of their third, it's their third pillar. 
and their uh, Hitman when Bond. That, when was that? I think it was not that long ago. I think it was like a month or two ago, right? Uh, this story I, said a month ago. I had zero yeah, memory. That totally of it. sailed over my head. We we might have missed it. Honestly, I'm not okay. sure. Uh, but I mean, it's nebulous enough. There's not much to say. Like they're yeah. they're making a new IP that is an online fantasy RPG, and that's basically all they've said. Mm. Uh, a world and a game built from the core to entertain players and expand for many years to come. So a live service game, you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, listen, I'll, I'm curious what it is. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, they have said, IO has basically said, like, oh, the next Hitman is on hiatus, or a new Hitman is on hiatus, which, to be frank, is more than I expected. Honestly, I, I thought they had of, already said that. Well, I had kind of worried that maybe they were done with Hitman, the way that they're expanding and taking on licensed stuff, and, like, you know, they've been fairly open about the financial needs of running a studio this big you know i just kind of had worried like hitman's awesome and very popular but maybe it's still too niche to actually support what they're trying to do so well, where do you to, where do you go yeah well they also talked about you know they kind of said like hey like at some point it would be kind of amazing to go back though with everything we learned from years of doing that game and start fresh with the new a new sandbox you know yeah i thought that was a like, cool quote of like you know like hey we've been doing this for a while what if we just start from that point on the next game yes um, um anyway yeah. like it, it, to hear that they're even thinking about the next hitman game is exciting because i had like i said i had worried they were just kind of pivoting in a different direction also they're opening a fourth studio in istanbul as of today yeah and and that announcement included like i read the press release in my inbox this morning our team in istanbul will play a significant role in our ambitious pro- uh, productions project 007 project fantasy and hitman <laughs> yeah so so hitman's still on that, the docket yeah like i'm just freelancer is just so awesome and seems to have tickled so many people's fancy mm-hmm. uh that it makes me wonder like maybe maybe there's a world where freelancer did better than they expected and then maybe they actually do go back and add more to that game and that world is a world uh of yeah. assassination. yes i i don't know whatever i i don't I don't think we'll ever get another map for that particular version of Hitman. But who knows? If they're yeah. accepting map pitches, however, I have some ideas. Go on. Yes. Mexico City, Lucha Libre match. Okay. 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 What's yeah. kind of what's going on around the side here? Because, you know, like like the Miami one, you need the central event, but you need some other stuff going on. Well, yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely some like shady shit going on in the background. One of the targets okay. would definitely be one of the wrestlers in the ring. Okay. Uh, and you would have to disguise yourself as one of the other masked wrestlers and go fight him in the ring. And there would be something going on where you would have to find a way to kill him in the ring. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I just like the idea of running, like walking through like a giant arena while there's a bunch of like, you know, it, it would be like the Paris map, you know, the, fa- the fashion show is going on. Yeah. There's the crowd, there's the backstage, mm-hmm. there's all that stuff. Like that's, that's, that was my idea. And then there's, of course, there's some like golden eye space laser style thing also. Oh, there's definitely happening. like some evil promoter that is tied <laughs> in with the evil organization. And there's like right. bad, like bad, dark deals are happening backstage. Yeah. Or like an underground base that is doing some real weird off 
Like, oh yeah, uh, they're growing Bane in the basement. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yes, and one of the assassinate. Oh, there you go. And then one of the things you could do is unleash the Bane monster to fight in the ring there against that wrestler. Yeah, there it is. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. He, and yes. like he he storms the ring, and everybody thinks it's a big wrestler, but yes. really it's this. It just rips him in half. Okay, Look, I've got wrestling on the brain today. Okay, this is where uh, I went. Hey, we here's, got there. Here's here's my dream Hitman map. Uh huh. E three. Oh man, that's pretty good. Oh, they should. Man. I mean, it would have to be fake E3 with a bunch of fake consoles and fake games. Although there's plenty of fun to be had coming up with fake consoles and fake games. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, but what if they just made E3 as a Hitman map? Think of all the incidental nerd murder. Uh, well, I, I think I would want a giant sci-fi space station with a lot of airlock stuff. Um, or undersea. Okay. Anything like, where you can flood or just, you know, space just, somebody. Just doing your Moonraker in Hitman? Yes. Yes. Oh, God. I'm just imagining him, like, puttering out of a fucking undersea base in, like, the Steve Zissou sub <laughs> at the end. Out. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love yes. it. Yeah. A big boat. A place where you are trapped on, like, a giant cruise ship <laughs> oh, or like something. Oh, like a carnival cruise where yeah. just everybody's overboard? That's okay. a spot. Yeah, sure. Okay. Same thing. He just kind of putters away on like a little yeah. jet ski oh, at man. the end. A, a cruise would have been great. Cruise, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. I, I mean, like I'm it. Sure, I would almost guarantee that these are all on index cards or a oh, whiteboard yeah. or something. I don't think somewhere. I'm inventing things. No <laughs> one involved in Hitman has never thought of before here. But come on, yeah. Uh, what if it? What if you got like a, a Dreamscape style thing, like a Psychonauts, where um, it's just there You're are inside no the mind of whoever it is you need uh-huh. to kill. Uh huh. Agent forty seven, the the dream killer. And in in my fantasy E three map, they need to play fast and loose with city layout so that the standard can be like down the block from the convention center. Because mm-hmm. you need to also be able to go into Hitman's version of the standard. Agreed. I'm just imagining all of the like sh- incidental shitty backroom dialogue, dialogue that the would dialogue be there. that they would write for yeah. that fucking place. What happened? They said they hated it. Well, that fucking outlet sucks anyway. Cross them off a list. Oh, God. You have to impersonate a games journalist in one of the story <laughs> missions. You have to I sit like, through E3 demos <laughs> and fucking, you know, like Agent 47 is like, uh-huh. So tell me about the multiplayer. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, we have... Uh-huh. How many maps but, are you including? But also, they would be mixing up, like, out-of-town games media people with, like, L.A. scene trash that's yes. hanging, just hanging around the pool, you know? You could, you could maybe you could eliminate a target by like um, a VR developer and like put the wrong thing in the VR, like load up the wrong program that kind mm-hmm. of makes their brain explode. Um, some dumb, these are all like, great ideas. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, so they have Kencha Hall is back clearly in this vision where oh, there's all like weird peripherals, more and, like, like Kilja Hall. You can like make some dumb peripheral explode or like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's a rig and roll machine you can murder <laughs> someone with. Uh, all right. Let's do it. Fan maps. Yep. Um, I think that's that's the news. I mean, that, yeah. that news was IO basically expanding. Hello, Istanbul. And um, basically saying they're putting Hitman on hiatus, but also saying they're expanding avenues. That yeah, all that guarantees yeah, I mean, there will be a Turkish bathhouse level whenever they get back to Hitman, right? It could be that they make nothing for Hitman for a very long time. But, yeah, it feels yeah. that way, but... but the hope springs eternal. At least they're saying yeah. stuff about it. Right. Um, is there, is there a 
date on 007? Project no, 007? No, 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 no. They haven't shown anything for that yet. Okay. So curious. How can you not be? Um, I, 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 I have to wonder is if, if it's tied somehow into... It has to be whoever's going to be the next Bond, right? Like, how can it not be? I mean, the thing is, they still haven't decided that, and also, like, there hasn't been much talk about what the next movie is going to be, so I mean, I I almost wonder if this thing is living completely free of those kinds of requirements. It's possible, but then also, I mean, how do you handle that, you know? Like, do you make the character look like one of the previous actors? Do you just do your own Bond design? I guess that's valid. Yeah. If they wanted to make it kind of, like, closer to literary roots. Just feed all the current bonds into an AI and eventually you'll get a British guy. Sure. I just wonder if, um, <clears throat> I haven't looked up too much of this stuff that information's out there. Forgive me, but I wonder if they get this license because of Hitman and stuff, but then they can't do any of the fun Hitman stuff in it because of the license. I, I hope, I hope it's, um, not saying it has to be Hitman just skinned for 007, but. It's going to be the gadgets without the slapstick, I think. You think? I mean, there's a, with, there is some slapstick in Bond stuff. It's just that it's always with a veneer of cool and yeah. detachment, which is not really Hitman's flavor. Yeah, like Bond doesn't really, doesn't always rely on the, like, I'm undercover. Like we saw in Tomorrow Never Dies, where he's just like, I'm a, what was he? What was he? James Bond. The, I'm a banker. James yeah, Bond. Yeah. I'm a banker. What's your name? Bond. James Bond. I guess that is, you know what? That's the most 47 thing I guess you could do in a movie is just be mm-hmm. like, I guess he's a banker. I don't know. He, he said his name is Bond. Less disguises, uh, I'm guessing, though. Yeah. All right. That's kind of the news. Um, delays, the Microsoft stuff, uh, uh, the IO news, um, some other smaller things out there, but I think that's going to do it for our news section here. We also have an email address, podcast at nextlander.com. That is podcast at nextlander.com, where you can send your emails and we can read them on the air. Podcast at nextlander.com. Brad Shoemaker, what is in the email bag? I'm going to read one email. One email. Who is the lucky emailer? I'm going to make a count. Mm -hmm. That's from Andreas in Denmark, who worked on Figment 2 Creed Valley. Oh, a game we played yes. during the grab bag last night. Yes, who, who wrote in to say that it was cool watching us play a game uh, that, that they were a developer on, but also yes, to say this, yes, the Black Hogs voice actor is a Norwegian singer in a Tom Waits cover band. Nailed it. Nailed it. So, Great. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Just need to confirm that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, I kind of want to play more of that game. I kind of want to play more of that game to mostly see where it goes. It's really interesting. I will say yeah. that. I want to see what happens to that that relationship. <laughs> what is it? You're gonna put this on me? I'm working here for you, so you guys can have nice things. Click. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird game. Uh, with Figment Two, Creed Valley. That's podcast at nextlander.com. Mm-hmm. And that's going to wrap up our show. Before we get into the many thanks out there, I want to remind folks that we currently are in the back third half, I'd say, at least, of because we did a double feature at the beginning, of the Michelle Yeoh Watchcast. Uh, we have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You Coming may have up. heard 
may have heard of it. Uh, that's coming up on the Patreon on Monday. And then, uh, that will be followed by everything, 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 every, everywhere, all of them, all at once. Academy uh, award winning everything, right. everywhere, all at once, all at once. Um, so you can come join us for that the following week over on the Patreon side of things. That's patreon.com slash nextlander. Again, the watch cast where we watch the movies beforehand. And then talk about them together. So we're not watching the movies while we're chatting together. Not no, necessarily. It's a conversation. It's a conversation Post-script. about the movie. And congratulations to the, the entire cast and crew who uh, I think won an award uh, for uh, everything. So um, we talked about the Oscars somewhere else. Ramblecast? Probably the Ramblecast would Ramble be my cast. guess. Yes, correct. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, we've got uh, Never Been a Better Podcast with Austin Walker and Jeff Bacalar currently up over on the Patreon side of things. You can check that out. Always fun. Never been a better podcast. So I've heard. Uh, find all about. Find out about how uh, Jeff Bacalar has discovered he's really an amazing drummer. He never knew. It's, oh, is it I'm the still air not convinced. Dr- <laughs> is it the air drumming? But we'll see. You think so. Uh, you can check that out. Of course, we've got the Ramblecast. The Planorama from last week is up there. Uh, we mentioned it at the top of the show. There's a lot of casts out there, mm-hmm. and you can catch them all uh, if you're if you're ready for the challenge over at patreon.com slash nextlander. Are you, you ready pro- to take the podcast challenge? <laughs> 12 hours of podcasts this week. You can do that over at patreon.com slash nextlander where you can find a tier that is right for you. Look at all the goodies there. And uh, uh, thanks for helping us out, of course, as always. There is one tier there that gets their names read on this year's show, and I'm going to read them today. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to do them all in one breath. Get in there. You think I can do it? One breath. I think you can do it. You think I can do it? I think you can do it. All right, here we go. One breath. Ready? Here we go. R.R.E. John Richardson, Vornak, Kelly F., James Smith, Brian Lussier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Brad's Midsize Hoodoo Voodoo, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm. I made it about halfway. Okay, you got me. JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejke, Robert Fisher, John McInnes. Octothorpe Bunny Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Razgriz 2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R, Randy Duax, Andrew Tiebkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos and Tyler Treese. Those are our mysterious benefactors for this week. So many thanks I couldn't fit it into one breath. Now of you're going to make I me couldn't. try and do this all in one breath next time. Uh-oh. I'm going to fucking the- micro machines my way through that shit. So you got to uh so that means everybody out there go wait, sign up as a mysterious wait, benefactor. Wait. Yes. Is is John Mashita on cameo? Oh my gosh! I oh, oh he didn't he didn't pass he away. Passed he passed away. No, oh, he's no. he is actually. I, we thought he had passed away, but he has not. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, you're right. He is still alive. Is he on cameo? Uh-oh. If he is, yes, if he he is. 
Yes. He's on Cameo? $75. What if if we got him to read the names? Oh my gosh. That'd be pretty cool. mm, Okay, let me try first. And then I will I will front the seventy five dollars to see if he can do it. Listen, okay. they still need to be uh, recognizable names. You can't go too. Far. John yeah. Mashita would is going to hold you to a very high standard here. John Mashita is a seasoned veteran, but he is an elderly man. Please don't make him work harder than he has to. <laughs> yeah, fair. Sure. You think everybody makes him say stuff very fast? Or they're just like you could whatever speed what you want. What else man. would you ask him to do? You want him to talk normal? Yeah, yeah. why not? Says he does. He's done over six hundred commercials, a thousand talk shows. Man, I, yeah, he was out there. Should have learned to talk fast. Uh, thanks everybody for uh, helping us out over on the uh, Patreon side of things. Couldn't do it without you. And thanks on the YouTube side, Twitch side, listening side to all these podcasts. Is it a podcast if nobody's tuning in? That's nah, just a conversation. That's just a conversation. Couldn't do it without you. You you make it a podcast, everybody. Like I said, we got all that stuff going on uh, this Thursday. We got a grab bag. You might be able to see some uh, of that uh, VR um, dark pictures switchback. Is that what it's called? Switchback. Yes. Um, uh, I think we're going to try and show some of that um, uh, spin rhythm if uh, if we don't get pulled down or DMC8 or something. So check that stuff out on Thursday. On Friday, we got some plans in the works. We were, uh, we're coming down to the wire here. Hopefully they come through. We allowed to say what we're planning there, Brad, or uh, uh, the Diablo Four beta is out. And yeah, assuming we get access as planned, I think we'll probably take a look at that. Yeah, that'd be neat. I'm, I want to. I want to check that out and see what's going on there. And then, of course, on Monday we have our Hitman business. Alex Navarro goes on a hell of a tear through the Hitman universe. Oh, the greed got me as always. <laughs> it's. It is a hell of a run. He could have gone forever. Find out what happens over you on our Hitman Freelancer. Happens. I know what happens. Um, you can check all that out. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Brad. We will be back with more from the Next Lander podcast next week. <laughs>